Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor, taking your calls and your questions today, 303-690-3000. is the number to use to get on the air and if you want to text a prayer request in or even a question, we use those texts uh, for time, you know, filling in time. If we don't have uh, calls coming in, so you can text me directly 720 720-336-0897. 720-336-0897. Zero eight nine seven. I want to welcome everyone listening on the Grace FM radio network, on the Radio by Grace network, on the Hope FM, Truth FM, Higher Rock Radio, and everyone listening in all sorts of places online at gracefm.com or whatever station you listen to. We're grateful that you're on. And I want to welcome a brand new stations that have been added uh, recently as the Radio by Grace Network continues to expand. Everyone there in Warner Robins, Georgia, Davenport, Iowa, Jackson, and Meridian, Mississippi. So now we have a Meridian, Idaho and station, and we have a Meridian, Mississippi station. I want to welcome you guys. Brand new. Could be the first time you're even tuning into this program, and we're grateful that you have chosen to join us. Again, the number to dial is 303-690-3000. And remember every, uh, not every, but most programs that I host, I want to remind you to support your local Christian radio. And one of those reasons is exactly what's happening with the Radio by Grace Network as they continue to add stations. Uh, That is, uh, I want you to think of that when you hear stations added, that is a cost or an expense center, not revenue. You know, these church, these stations are non-commercial stations. Um, and so when you support this Christian radio station you're listening to right now, financially, monetarily, you're supporting the work of the ministry 24-7, worship in the word, getting forth uh, God's word to a community. Because every station you're listening to right now is owned by a church. Uh, a church in Aurora, Colorado, a church in Amarillo, Texas, a church in Pennsylvania. Um, I want to say Bill Blukeman's, uh Pastor Bill, uh, I can't remember the other stations or the other cities, but Calvary Chapels primarily and Higher Rock Radios owned by Calvary Chapel and Meridian. At any rate, support financially the work of God's the work of God's word going forth on this station. 
If you're listening on Grace FM, we just want to thank you and appreciate uh, all that you've done. You can even become a Grace partner. Um, And remember, support the station you're listening to because that's the one most beneficial to you uh, and the one that needs your support. 303-690-3000. Let's go to Greeley, Colorado. Keegan's on the line. Welcome to the program. Hey, Pastor Ed. Um, I just wanted to get on here and ask you a few questions. Great. Okay, so um, I work at a a location where I had been staying there, and I just had an experience where I I had been having very bad nightmares, very bad dreams, and I woke up from one of them one one evening, and I just felt this really dark presence there, and okay. I feel like there just might be something in this in this facility, in this place, and I just figured I'd ask um, if you have any advice as a Christian um, to be able to maybe help that and, and get that to go away from this location, um, just because I do believe there is something there. Well, you know, de- the demonic realm is real. I, I know you know that. Maybe people listening in, it's important to understand uh, that the origin of demons is that they are fallen angels, uh, angels that have chosen to rebel against their creator, against God under the leadership of Satan or the devil. And they are on a on an eternal commitment against God. Um, and, and so we know that they um, are all over. They can possess unbelievers. Um, they can take over a human body. Uh, even in the ministry of Jesus, he faced uh, the demonic realm. Think about that. You know, the the Son of God, um, fully God, fully human, had uh, to deal with the demonic realm himself. And they didn't immediately or always flee at his physical presence. Uh, and so all that in mind, just to understand that the place that you're in, um, the demonic influence could be the property. It could be the people possessing people there. It could be um, spiritual tax against you personally. Uh, and so some of the options that are available to you, um, really, one is, is in James chapter 4, in verse 7, it says, Therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And I would say that is the most common, um, that would be the most common and needful response that you have in this spiritual fight to resist. The word literally means to stand against, uh, whether in word or in deed. Uh, It's used to resist an evil person in Matthew chapter 5. It is uh, used to to, um, resist enemies in Luke chapter 21. Um, it, it speaks of, uh, in a positive way, there was wisdom spoke by the Holy Spirit and they were not able to resist it. And I think that that number one, for your own um, personal safety and strength, you can take a stand to resist the devil and he'll flee from you. You know, you're going to deal, if you're dealing with the demonic, um, you're going to deal with stuff in your dreams. You're going to deal with stuff in your mind because that is where the battle is. And so to attack those things in your mind, especially before you go to sleep, I mean, I would suggest you can put, um, like I did with my kids, uh, the, put some Christian music on, some music that honors uh, the Lord, some worship music or something, either you know in an ear pod in your ear or in the room that you're sleeping so that your mind is saturated by the Word of God. 
Um, but there's really not much you're going to be able to do to eradicate the demonic realm. They're here to stay until the Lord comes back to vanquish them. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I had actually had some some uh, recommendations from someone who I'm close with to do that, so I definitely will. Um, yeah, it's just I'm surrounded by non-believers in, in this workplace, so it's just definitely it's definitely taking a toll in some aspects. And I know that I just need to to be disciplined in the Word and in worship and just always praying and, and being strong in my faith in that. So I appreciate that. Um, I do have one more question on a different topic. Okay, okay, great. Go ahead. Um, so I have a family member who. He's my father, who I am. Uh, I love very much. He's just uh, he's making decisions in his life that that aren't good. Um, it's walking down a path where it could affect him and and the people around him. And I've, I had a conversation with him today that good. it went well, but also didn't. And uh, I was just curious on like, you know, what I can do, like what scriptures maybe you could think of that I could that I could speak over him, that I could say to him, that I could tell him to read, and and all of that. Well, it really depends on what the topic is. Um, you know, I think there are going to be scriptures related to perhaps what you're describing. You don't have to air it on the air. It's okay. Um, but I think that for you, as you're looking for things to share with him, you know, you want to look number one, specifically to the topic, you know, that you're dealing with, um, so that he can, he, he can hear from the word of God, the reality of, of what the Bible has to say about his choices. I mean, I have, uh, 10 verses about obeying God. Um, you know, I'm working on a book right now. We're actually working on a few books, but one of them is a book where it's 10 verses on a topic. Um, so I'm looking at 10 verses on obedience. I'm looking at 10 verses on obedience to God. So if you want to email me, um, yeah. you know, privately, so it doesn't air your dad's issues on the air of what the topic is, I can turn that around and respond to your email with some verses that we put together on different topics. Um, I haven't posted them all on my on my website yet, but we're we're going to be working on that as well. So I can help that way as well. I mean, it hurts. Um, ultimately, you know, the bigger picture is it really hurts to see people that you love make poor life choices um, that are going to destroy. You know, you. I'm, I think we're going to be actually even talking a little bit about this tonight um, in our Bible study here at Calvary. That you know we can expect to reap great benefits or reap great consequences based on the choices we make. And that's just a spiritual universal truth. Okay. Yeah. I will definitely shoot you an email. Okay. Um, and then speak to you. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather just do it on a more personal level. Yeah. I think that's, that's the safest route considering he's your pops and you don't want to expose him like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just a couple more things. Um, could I ask for some prayer requests? Sure. Okay, so just also like praying for my dad, uh, praying for my relationship with him, uh, for me to be able to to um, you know pastor or not pastor to him to but to to, yeah. to help him uh, lead him to God, and then also um, my grandma is in the hospital. She got put in the hospital yesterday. Her health okay. is not doing the best. She's has episodes of dementia and all of that. So just please pray for her. Okay, Father, I just pray right now for Keegan as you are really allowing all sorts of things to swirl around him that can be very discouraging and difficult. I mean, they are difficult, but they can be very discouraging. I pray, God, that you would establish him in the faith. Um, even as we are reading in James, that you would teach him practically what exactly does it mean and what does it look like to resist the devil, uh, to resist the demonic influence, to resist the discouragement and the seeds of doubt that are thrown his way, to 
just want to, uh, you know, the just thinking of the devil wanting to kill, steal, and destroy. I pray for his dad, and you know all the details with his dad and how much Keegan loves his father, um, that you would use this, the words of a son, um, even if it doesn't feel like, it doesn't seem like that he's listening to him. I know he is, and I pray that it would take deep root in his dad's heart to, to make a, a conscious choice, even now. Even as we're talking, what a miraculous thing that would be to turn away from these decisions that he's making and about to make. And I pray for his grandma. You know, it's very hard to see our our families, our loved ones grow old and their bodies deteriorate. Um, and yet it's a part of life uh, to see this happen. So I just pray for strength. If it's your will for supernatural healing, we receive it. Uh, we pray for that and we yield it. To you, because your word says, if we pray anything according to your will in your name, you will answer it. So we yield ourselves to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. I really appreciate it. Okay. I'll look forward to your email. Sounds good. God bless you. All right. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. All our lines are open this afternoon. 303-690-3000. Couple things as we're waiting for calls to come in. Number one, we do have Bible study tonight here at Calvary. Uh, we meet at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Uh, we're studying through the book of Genesis together. And it's a neat service that we have because you can join us in, um, in, a, in very much a, a way of applying Acts 2.42, uh, which we do on purpose every single Wednesday. So we make a conscious choice to continue steadfastly in the Apostles' Doctrine. So we'll have Bible study. In the breaking of bread, we always have the elements of communion available, which if you're listening on the radio or you are um, tuned in uh, online, you can have the elements of communion right there in your front room um, as unto the Lord. We also have prayer together, and we have specific prayer uh, that we call Give 10. So we take 10 minutes focused time of prayer to do nothing but pray not only over requests that we've been led in but also whatever you bring it into the room you can pray over um it's you know how sometimes prayer meetings become talking meetings where we just talk but we really want to be trained not to talk to each other but to talk to god so we do that every wednesday and and then of course um we fellowship together and you are more than welcome to join us uh, you can tune in Uh, online on our app. Just go to your app store, put my name in there, Ed Taylor. Turn on notifications and you'll even get a notification where you can click through um, and join us right in the sanctuary on your phone, on your tablet, even on your Apple TV um, or your Roku box. Uh, We have that available and we're grateful to extend our sanctuary beyond the walls. And then today I uh, don't do this very often, uh, because my schedule doesn't permit, um, and I, 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 most of the time I simply can't. But today, um, I had the privilege of officiating uh, a memorial uh, for a family in our church. Jim Belk uh, went home to be with the Lord, and uh, I was I had the privilege of being with the family today and officiating uh, his memorial. And I look back, um, you know, on my time in Colorado. Um, I I first was introduced to this family. Um, I want to say one of I'm going to look it up, but one of the very first memorials I did here was of a man by the name of Kenneth Robinson, uh, 
uh, and Kenneth, uh, that, yeah, that was the first memorial I did here in Colorado was Ken Robinson. Uh, he was a 90 year old man who back then we were meeting in the school, uh, and he would turn his, uh, hearing aid down for the worship because it was loud in that room and then up for the teaching. Uh, and he was there with his daughter, Lee Hirsch. Uh, and the Hirsch family, a big part of, of the early days of, of our church, very foundational in many ways, uh, the Hirsch family. And then um, I also had the privilege of, of overseeing the memorial for Kay Belk, who was a part of this family. Um, her husband, Jim, I did the memorial today for them, but I also did the wedding. I officiated the wedding for Jim and Velma Belk, and now today, the, um, the, um, I, I, yes, I'm trying to think of it all. And then today the memorial for Jim. So, um, just a, a real privilege. Um, I know all of our pastors get to participate in, uh, these memorials. Um, but, uh, in the ones that the Lord has allowed me to be a part of just super special. It's a, an ongoing way of connecting with families and encouraging one another in the Lord. And if you ever attend a memorial, um, I think it's important that you realize uh, what to say and what not to say. And on my website, and if you email me, I can send you this link. On my website, edtaylor.org, edtaylor.org, I wrote an article to help you on that awkwardness of what not to say to someone that's grieving. Uh, what not to say to someone that's grieving. And I, I entitled it Five Things Not to Say to Someone Who's Grieving. And things that will just help you because it is awkward. You don't know what to say. You At, at times you don't know how to say it. Um, for example, um, the article says, don't say, I know exactly how you feel. Instead say, I'm deeply sorry for the pain that you're feeling. Uh, and one of the reasons for that is that although you want to connect with them directly, it's impossible to know what they're feeling or how they feel uh, with all their life experiences, all the things. Yes, we may share in the grieving process of loss, for sure. We may even share the same type of loss. But what we don't share is the family history or the foundational things or a whole host of things that you know, we're wanting to comfort them, but it, it it's not entirely comforting when there's there's someone saying, I know exactly how you feel, but you're like shaking your head going, I, I don't I don't think you do. Um and and even on top of that, there's a another piece of that where you never even asked how I'm doing or how I'm feeling. So you don't know how I'm feeling. But the heart of it is this, isn't it? You want to tell them that you know what pain feels like. And you want to tell them that you're hurting with them. And and so this is one, and there's five of them there. Just email me or text me, and I'll send you the link. Uh, or you can just go on my website, edtaylor.org, and look up, put in the search bar. Um, we're still working on, kind of got stalled in repo, redoing our web, on my website. Um, but you can. there's a search bar up there, and you can just search. Let's see, just put in things not to say. And it'll pop up. Or you can search through all the articles on grieving. EdTaylor.org. Let's go back to the phone lines. We're going to head out to Arkansas. Luke, welcome to the program. Thank you. Um, 
You're welcome. So my question uh, is, uh, I want to be clear that I'm not asking if, 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 if there are three distinct or if they're one, God, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I'm not asking that. Okay. But whether they are the same or whether they're different, Jesus says the Father and I are one. So that means yes. at least both parties can agree that they think alike, right? Well, if I read the Old Testament and I'm reading about the Father, God, uh, Yahweh, whatever you want to call him, I get this uh, persona. I start to, when I'm reading about him, I get the feeling that he's one way. Like, you know, when you're, like, if his personality is this way. And, and one analogy I would like to use is like uh, sacrifices, uh, you know. He said he liked the aroma of a sacrifice. Yes. So if God, if the Father always was and always is the same, when Jesus comes and you start to read about Jesus in the New Testament, it's almost like he has a different personality. Like they are not the same. They are, they are completely two distinct different ones if you just look at their personalities. And, you know, we don't do sacrifices anymore, anything like that. And I don't understand why we don't. Because if he always liked the aroma, why would he not like the aroma now? No, that's, so, those are those are some pretty heavy duty questions. You know that um, you you're mixing a few uh, really cha- not challenging but deep questions that a radio show isn't going to provide the depth of answer that you're looking for. So let me tell you a couple things, and I'll give you a, an, an answer for our time. Email me, and I'll share with you some real good solid information on the doctrine of the Trinity. Um, things that you can take some time to read, uh, look over, uh, consider in reality of how God describes himself, because that's what we're trying to do when we are, um, when we are describing the, the character and the nature, nature of God. Um, so email me if you want to write down my email. Uh, I've emailed you before, and you've sent okay. me some great stuff, like on okay, free will and stuff. So, so, yeah, so let me will. read to you. And ask one more question. Definitely. But before, before you ask, let, no, let, let, before you do that, let me, let me address the questions you had, because I do want to oh, okay. address them. Um, in our doctrinal statement, this is how we describe our belief in God. It says, we believe there is one living and true God, eternally existing in three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, equal in power and glory, that this triune God created all, upholds all, and governs all. So you are describing in your assessment so far and in your question the reality of what the Bible declares of distinction. There is a distinction between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, and in their distinctions, we know them individually as, as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. However, we also know them as one because they share, and again, this is a fancy uh, theological word, but they share in their unity of their nature. And the word is ontologically, ontologically. For example, if you and I, if, if I said, um, you and I are the same, Luke, I said, hey, Luke, you and I are the same. One of the questions you'd probably ask is, what do you mean the same? What are we the same in? Right? Is that a natural question to ask? Sure. And so here's one of the answers. We're the same in our genetic makeup. We are both men. And you could even say that we are equal in being men, even though you're Luke and I'm Ed. I'm very distinct. Now, again, when we're using illustrations to describe God, they're always going to fall short. 
Um, so this is just to wrap your mind around the conceptual understanding of a infinite being by you and me, finite people. But I, there's a lot of things that we could, I could also say, you know what, Luke, you and I are the same. And you go, what do you mean, Ed? Well, we're both on the phone. You're in Arkansas. That's different. I'm in Colorado. That's different. But we're the same because we're individual. I ha- I'm Ed and you're Luke, but we share characteristics. When it comes to God, God is unified in his nature, in his deity, and yet we see God reveal himself as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So that's a that's a basic answer to a very difficult question. And then when it comes to sacrifices, which is a s- completely separate, you're mm-hmm. right, the same God that enjoyed the, sacri- the aroma of sacrifices under the Old Covenant is the same God who receives the sacrifice, listen, the sacrifice in the New Covenant. The reason we don't have sacrifices today of animals and the shedding of blood is because Jesus Christ is the final sacrifice, and he fulfills the entirety of the law in the Old Covenant so that by faith in him, he is the sacrifice, and that's why we don't sacrifice anymore. It's no longer necessary. It has been replaced by the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. He is the sacrifice, and God is well-pleased with that sacrifice. Okay, I, so you, I understand that. Two separate questions, but very good ones. And yeah. Don MacArthur said, you know, Jesus' blood was not essential in that, but from what you just said, uh, it absolutely was essential. His blood was, you know, I guess that sacrifice of his blood. Who said that, who said that his blood was not essential? John MacArthur. Where did uh, you read that, or where did you hear that? I that doesn't sound like his teaching. YouTube. Yeah, that that doesn't sound like his teaching. Um, I mean, he's one of the most premier biblical Bible teachers um, that I, in the, our generation, and I can't imagine him saying that the blood of Jesus isn't sufficient or necessary or anything like that. In Hebrews chapter nine, verse twenty-two, it says, "And according to the law, almost all things are purified with blood. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission." Uh, and the shedding of Jesus' blood provides the remission of sins for all who repent. So I, I don't know. Maybe you need to listen to that clip again because I that doesn't sound like something John MacArthur would teach. Uh, he said it was a uh, well. He most definitely did say it, but he said it uh, that it was not just a blood. It was a, you know everything put together, um, you know. But in, none, nonetheless, uh, okay. Uh, so can I ask one more question? Um, well, we're coming up on the break, my brother. So. Um, uh, you're going to have to call back. Okay. Thank you very okay. much. Thank you, brother. Bye-bye. All right. We are coming up on the break. It's very, um, uh, it comes up very, very quickly. And I want to give you the phone number because whenever a call ends, that means there's a phone line open. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. And you can text me. I haven't been looking because we filled the program with calls, but you can always text me directly on the text line. Seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. I do, um, I do see some texts coming in. Uh, uh, here is a person I base my participation with trick or treat on Romans twelve. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Ah, 
Very good. I just encouraged our church to do that. Uh, I give out candy, cartoon tracks, and glow sticks for safety. And that's what I encouraged our church to do this last weekend. That um, Although I didn't use Romans 12, so thank you for adding that. Um, but we do want to overcome. I mean, you have all these kids coming to your door. Why not be that house in your neighborhood that gives the best candy, the biggest candy, not in the the name of Halloween, but in the name of Jesus Christ, unequivocally, without any hesitation. It does no good to close the door, turn out the lights, and shoo the kids away. Welcome them in Jesus' name to your doorstep uh, and part, uh, participate in the evening not celebrating Halloween. Thank you for that. Hey, you hear the music. We'll be right back. This is Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome back to the second half of today's program. I appreciate you tuning in, telling a friend, sharing the app, however you want to connect with us. Uh, We are committed to the teaching of God's Word here, verse by verse, chapter by chapter, and you happen to be listening to a radio station, whether you're listening in your car, maybe in jail, Uh, maybe you're in jail right now, and uh, you know, I know the consequences for your decisions are hard, but the Lord has met you there. Maybe you're in a hospital room or uh, listening on your phone, jogging around the park on our app. Go to, you can go to your app store and just put my name in there. It'll connect you with everything related to this radio station. You can listen to it live on your phone, wherever you are, wherever you live. You can connect with other aspects of our church and the resources we make available here. Just put my name in the app store. And the reason why we use my name is that there are many, many, many Calvary churches on the on your app store, but there's only one Calvary connected to Ed Taylor. So just put my name in there, download the app, turn on notifications. We send encouragement out in each morning. I found out this week that our reading, uh, pro, the, the um, read through the Bible um, program that we use or the little bookmarks and things that we used to give out uh, are is available now on the Bible app. And it's also available on our personal app. So we got it submitted and you could follow along and read the Bible with us. Uh, there's a, you know, there's tons of Bible, read through the Bible options, uh, but this is the one we've used since I moved here back in 1999. We had one uh, printed out and typed out and we have put it out in so many different ways, but it's on the app as well. So want to take advantage of that, download it. I uh, want to welcome everyone listening on the Grace FM radio network. Uh, that basically reaches from Cheyenne, Wyoming to almost Pueblo West. And when you're praying for us, we're praying for this as a church this week, uh, this last week, and we pray for a missionary and Grace FM is a mission, you know, kind of our, our Jerusalem. We want to reach our city uh, and our state with Grace FM and even beyond. But um, uh, we were, we're praying, we asked our church to pray because we want to purchase one more radio station. Uh, and this one would be down south. Uh, covering really basically I'd rather have a better station in Colorado Springs, like a stronger signal that would reach down into Canyon city and cover the 13 prisons down there and all the community uh, surrounding them, the Calvary chapel down there and all the good Bible believing church churches, because solid Bible teaching will help every solid church um, because people will seek out a church that teaches the Bible. 
and so pray for us. We're ready to do it. I mean, we if one the only problem is is radio stations almost never come up for sale in Colorado ever, um, and that's why even listening here in Colorado, this is like a miraculous thing uh, that we have these stations because it just never happens. Uh, and you know, when it did come up, this one in particular, that's why we also asked for you to support us because when we bought this signal up in uh, Denver at 89.7 uh, back, what, 12 years ago, it was $3.1 million. So it's not cheap either. So pray for us, support us. The Lord will provide. We're not concerned about it. Um, and we definitely believe it's God's will for us. And then you guys on Radio by Grace, you you know, uh, man, the station, your state, your network is growing by leaps and bounds. So today um, I want to welcome once again, let me find the email here. Um, I think it was Meridian, uh, Mississippi. Let me see here um, because we also have, oh my, I can't find it here. Let me get there. <clears throat> new stations there are brand new stations on the radio by grace here we go uh warner robbins georgia davenport iowa jackson mississippi and meridian mississippi brand new stations just joining the radio by grace network uh, out to marlton pennsylvania on the hope fm network pennsylvania maryland uh, and new jersey and of course we have uh, the truth fm basically kentucky um, can't remember all the stations down there, but you guys know who you are because you're listening right now. And of course, our friends in Meridian, uh, Idaho, right outside of Boise. God's doing great things. Let's go back to the phone lines. Let's grab uh, line three is Gracie here in Denver. Uh, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. Hi. Um, so I have a question in regards to, because um, I've always heard people saying that you know, they've had a, an experience, like if they passed away for a few minutes or whatever, you know, and they either, their soul went to hell or they went to heaven and they experienced that. I've heard that quite often, and I kind of, I just wanted to know if that's a biblical thing. Um, I had um, an incident many, many years ago where I was in a horrible car accident and I flatlined. Yes. Um, and, of course, they were able to resuscitate me, and I was in a coma for a few days. But I never had that experience. Um, and so, you know, people had questioned me on that, like, well, why didn't you have an experience like that, you know? And and I don't have an answer for it because I'm like, well, I, just because I, I didn't, you know? Yes. So I didn't know if that was something that's biblical or, you know, does that really happen? Well, there's a couple things to consider with this because it's very difficult to argue with someone that say they have an experience. Um, they obviously experienced something, um, you know, unless they're just flat out making it up, which that has, that has happened on more than one occasion um, where somebody has said they went to heaven or to hell and they totally made it up. It's completely fabricated and they come back and start a ministry or try to sell books. Um, there mm-hmm. was one... Uh, recently that, um, you know, that I was reading, I forget, I didn't save the article, but it was a dad telling, you know, convincing his kid to agree with this lie. And it was a real popular book. And they came out, you know, as false because, because I just, so, so it's hard to argue with someone that had an experience. And I, I wouldn't go that route with someone if they did say something like that, but I would take them to the Bible. 
And I'm, I'm skeptical of any of these kind of stories um, mm-hmm. because Paul the Apostle was used greatly by the Lord uh, and describes a time of coming into the heavenly, uh, you know, it was a time when he was stoned. Um, many people, the Bible says he was taken up dead. And then in Second Corinthians chapter 12, he talks about, um, I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago, whether in the body I do not know or whether out of the body I do not know, God knows, he was caught up to the third heaven. And then listen to what he says, though. He says um, he's, he was caught up into paradise, heard inexpressible words, which it's not lawful for man to utter. So Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit, did have some kind of experience of getting a glimpse of heaven, but he didn't share it. He didn't write it down. He didn't sell a book or start a ministry. It was something that God gave to him personally. And, mm-hmm. and so I'm generally skeptical of people that come back and make a big deal out of their experience instead of making a big deal about their God. So I'm always right. listening for those types of things where if their life becomes all about this one experience, then, I mean, it makes me more... Uh, more skeptical, more questioning, because, I mean, not even Paul the Apostle could share what he saw, um, that, that he kept it to himself. Uh, and he shared, hey, I just want you to know, I had some, I had a tremendous spiritual experience, but mm-hmm. it's not for you to know. It was between me and the Lord. Um, so generally, I, I don't give much credibility to these experiences, especially if they are used for, you know, changes the person used to make money off of people and, um, and that the, the person's whole life now surrounds this experience instead of the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus. And it's subtle, isn't it? Because you're still talking Mm -hmm. about Jesus, but the emphasis is on what you did and who you are and what you experienced. And that's never a sign that that's a real episode with God ever. Right, exactly. And I was I was always skeptical about it, but I, you know, I didn't want to, you know, say anything to judge them in that way because I don't know for sure, but I've always been skeptical about that. And plus because like I said, you know, I I flatlined and I didn't have any experience like that. That's not to say that the next person didn't, but I just wanted to get that um clarification because it's it had always, you know, bothered me that I didn't know if it was something that was truly something that possibly can happen or not. But I, I was, I'm more like you. I'm real skeptical about those things, especially if it, it's there to, you know, bring shed light on them. When I think, I think that what you experienced is pretty powerful in and of itself, where the real story of your car accident and being in a coma is that God granted you life. Yeah. And, that's yes. the story. God, it, the, the emphasis is God. You know, not everyone that has experienced someone in a coma gets that benefit. Um, right. They don't, they don't see, they don't get to see someone wake up from that experience. And to me, that's the most important part. You're alive. You are a blessing to your family. God was gracious to you. And you can see how easily it could get skewed where, well, you got to understand while I was not, while I wasn't awake, I saw all these experiences. You're like, no, you, it's just, your family's just happy. You're, you're with them. They're not, they're, they're, they're thankful to God, not for some experience that you had. Even if you had one, it would be between you and the Lord, 
The great mm-hmm. glory goes to God in giving you life and allowing you to continue to be a vessel for his honor. Because, yeah, not everyone that has watched someone in a coma gets to benefit like your family did and like you did. Yeah, exactly. And I see that as a blessing because at the time that this took place, I was in sin. I hadn't been walking mm. with the Lord at the wow. time. So I'm grateful that he saved me from eternal damnation. So Yeah, that's powerful. Well, thank you for calling. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. Where are we headed now? We're coming. To, uh, we're going to go head over to Florida now. Uh, Amber on line one. Welcome to the program. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well, Amber. How can I serve you? Um, well, I've called in um, a couple of times, um, and my son is an alcoholic. Um, he does not see it. He's in denial. Um, I mean, I've been praying for years, um, and I've had you guys also help with those prayers and yes. those prayers. Um, yes. And it's to the point where, um, like, I'm just like, I will never give up praying for my son ever. Um, that's the best thing I can do for him um, as a mother. Um, but I feel like. My prayers, I know God has a plan. I know it's in his timing. I know his timing is perfect. But, I mean, as a human, um, I just feel like my prayers are just, they're being unheard. And I'm just so emotionally exhausted over it. Um, Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that for a second before you go any farther. Let's just, let's take that. Let's take that part of where you are right now. You know, the you used a couple key words that you want to pay attention to in these times of desperation and difficulty. I hear at least two words in how you were sharing with me that you have to pay close attention to. The first one was the word but. You know, as we go down a pathway and we start talking about, I know this, I know this, I know this, but when you hear yourself talking like that, I want you to pay very, very close attention to what you say after the word but because that's the key of where you're stuck it's almost like um, I know God is good I know God is good I know God is good but I don't really feel like God is good right now and that's really the essence right the the feelings which is the second word I want you to pay attention to is feelings because right now in such a desperation for your son your feelings are overwhelming and who's mom what mom listening right now would not have overwhelming feelings for their precious son who's given over to a lifestyle of alcohol and alcoholism and everything that comes with it. And so the feelings are normal. And I'm grateful that you have them um, because you have them like only a mom can experience. I mean, it's such a special relationship between a mom and her sons. Of course, a mom and her daughters, but also a mom and her sons. It's just very special. And you're brokenhearted and you're crushed, maybe feeling a little bit hopeless. You know, as you were talking, I was thinking of Jesus when he said, men ought always to pray and not lose heart. And isn't that where you are right now, losing heart? You're just in a season. It's not like you're going to give up. You said it. You're not giving up on your boy, and I, I believe you. But man, are those seasons of losing heart so real and so overwhelming, especially if there was another episode because of his alcohol you know, just being a slave to alcohol that's just wrecking his life. You know, I was thinking 
Uh, thirdly, before we pray for your son, I was thinking of another thing where I just want you to hear my voice. I want you to just just listen to my voice, on, not even so much of what I'm saying, just the fact that I'm here talking to you about God because I was that son. I was your son, um, completely given over to alcohol, um, completely living a life, hurting everyone that was close to me, um, my son, my wife, my parents, uh, in and out of jail, uh, making really poor life choices uh, on a trajectory in my life that had something not changed, I probably wouldn't be alive today. And I had a praying grandmother um, who's gone home to be with the Lord. Um, and I'm sure other people were praying for me. My buddy Jack that invited me to church, uh, prayed for me. Uh, friends that like, like, so God hears the prayers and you're right. It is the timing of the Lord. And I am grateful and, I, and the reason I want you to, to hear my voice and let it sink in just today is that I am that son. And I love to do this when uh, at services where I'm just one example, but a real example of God answering prayers for a wayward son, for a rebellious son. And, you know, my dad, he wasn't a very emotional man, um, not very expressive. He was a very private, quiet man, um, very rarely showed any emotions. Um, but one of the only times I ever saw my dad cry, uh, was being exacerbated. It was, uh, it was just, he went to pick me up from jail. I'd just gotten beat up in jail, uh, and I needed to go to the hospital and, and it was a big mess. Of course, everything about my life was a big mess, but he picked me up and, and I have a photographic memory. So I have a little bit of this in my mind and I just got that, that look of disappointment. Like, is this, uh, and they adopted me, right? So like I was adopted into the family. I mean, they're my real mom and dad. They're only parents I ever known, but they adopted me. And like, man, this poor guy, he, it, it, he felt so bad for me and so much so that he made him cry. I mean, I, I, it was bad. And, and yet before he went home to be with the Lord, you know, I got to lead him to the Lord, got to lead my parents uh, to the Lord. And that's a whole different story. So I just want to, I just want you to pay attention to the word, but and then submit those things to the Lord. I want you to pay attention to your feelings. They're real, but they don't always tell you the truth. That's why the Bible says we walk by faith, not by sight. And then you're praying. There's something special about a mom's prayer. God does hear you, even though, even though it feels like he doesn't. And he'll answer your prayers according to his will. So, Father, I pray for Amber and her son. I agree with her by faith uh, for her son to be delivered from bondage to alcohol and drugs and all that he's in, into, the world that he's into, the friends that he has, that you would just break him free from this nonsense and bring him like a snap of the finger to an, into a born-again experience that his life would be changed. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thanks for calling, Amber. And by the way, um, when your son is born again, he's going to be one of the most on-fire, zealous men for God that you've ever met. Because the same kind of personality, the same exact personality that's that's destroying him because he's presented himself to alcohol, that all-in personality is an amazing personality to follow God. And so great things await. Let's come back to Colorado now, Colorado Springs. Uh, Joy, welcome to the program. Hi. Hi. Uh, I have an adult son who is wonderful 
sweet, kind, tender-hearted, generous. Just, I can't say enough about him. Okay. Uh, we found out recently he, he may not know the Lord, which I thought he did, but okay. um, my husband is a believer and loves the Lord, but he demeans my son. He, on occasion, will just cut to the core of his being mm. and and break him. And my son has revealed to me recently that he is broken. He is, he said, it, it has damaged me. Yeah. He said, I live with the pain, the pain that I live with, more or less saying that my father doesn't love me like he should. Yeah. And so I, as the mom and mother and wife, I, as the mother and wife, love my husband, love my son. I'm always the coach between them, trying to help them forgive, trying to help them do better, be better toward each other, etc. And yet it continues, and it is very debilitating for my son. Yeah, it is. Um, my husband doesn't see it, usually. He doesn't see it, and I will say that he might be autistic, yeah. uh, but hasn't been since the last couple of years that I've come to know that he might be. Okay. So that kind of factors in to where he may not really see what he does to my son. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I tell him, I'm pretty open and point blank yes. to explain Good. things to him over and over again, but he doesn't see it. Well, What do I, you suggest? Well, a couple things. Um, you keep referring to my son... Is this not your husband's son? Oh, is it's this ours. Yeah, okay. it's our son. Okay, so yeah. he's, he's, he's dear both... to my heart. <laughs> I, I understand. Okay, I, I just wanted to make sure because that would that would make some distinctions on how to share with your husband. Are you guys currently a part of a fellowship, a church? Yes, we are very involved in our church. I think yes. it would be helpful if your husband would agree to it because you know you want him to agree to it. You want him. Uh, I I would I would imagine that there is a part of your husband that would want to see this fix. He may not see it now, but if he was told he was hurting you, he would want to fix it. Um, and he may not see, you know, he may not see it. Um, but I'm going to tap into that part of him. If he's a born again believer that would want to be a better man who would want to be a better follower of Christ. It may be very helpful for you guys to sit down with a third party so you can talk this out. And it's not always your voice that's giving him yeah. direction. And it's not yeah. always your voice uh, that he's hearing uh, because sometimes we don't hear as husbands, I mean, wives as well. We don't hear what needs to be heard because there's a filter right. toward my wife or there's a filter toward my husband. or and, and there are times where a third party like a trusted pastor or a good gifted Christian counselor can be an outside voice just to reflect back to him this kind of behavior is not helpful. I mean, again, the way you're describing it, it, I I would say the way you're describing it, your husband should get it by now. But but because he doesn't, let's do what we can to help him get it um, yeah. before it's too late, before there's any damage that can't be undone. And right. I understand what you're saying. I just hate to expose that side of him to someone else because generally he's a wonderful Christian man. Sure, but this I believe it. other side, I just hate to. I don't want to demean my own husband in of front course. of someone else. 
Of course. I don't want I, to degrade him. I wouldn't expect you to. No, yeah. I don't, you know, listening to you, I don't think that's what would happen. Um, I don't yeah. think, I mean, if you talk to a counselor, like you're talking to me, you haven't demeaned mm-hmm. him at all. Not one mm-hmm. bit in my, and now he, that's why your voice, that's why a third party voice could be very helpful because it could be interpreted yeah. that way. It could be felt yeah. that way by your husband and it, t- it requires yeah. somebody to walk you through. So, you know, Hey, look, this woman loves you. She loves yeah. her son. She loves her family. And she's not in any way wanting anything but the best for this family to go from glory yeah. to glory. And, and, and on yeah. a negative side, I think you, can I share something really hard for you with you? Sure. Yeah. You ready to receive it? Well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I hope. It's, it could be hard, but you can pray about, you can pray through it. The kind of the answer that you gave me so quickly has, has what's how would I want to say this? The answer that you responded to very quickly that defensive, protective mode actually crossed the line to enabling bad behavior. And oh. I don't think you've ever viewed yourself as an enabler, oh. but that's exactly what that does. You're, oh, you're, you're creating an environment in your mind. I don't want to demean him. I don't want him in front of a third party in order to pull back from doing what's right. And when you yeah. choose not oh. to do what's right, you help a person continue to do what's wrong. Okay. On another angle, I've thought of this for many years about doing this very thing. Who? I mean, it's like I don't respect my pastor very much. Oh, then you guys are in the wrong (laughs) church. Well, a lot of people love our church. We do love our church. It has wonderful people in it. Sure. I'm just not highly respective of my pastor. Wow, Um, that's that's still a very difficult place. That's a whole different call because we're coming up on the break here. But this is what I suggest. You're in the Springs, right? Did I see that correctly? Yes. So uh-huh. what we recommend is you call Focus on the Family. Okay. They vet their Christian counselors. So they have okay. a vetting process and they will make a recommendation right there in the Springs. I mean, they do okay. it around the country. So whoever you're listening, wherever you are in the U.S., if you're looking for a vetted Christian counselor, Focus on the Family, uh, at least for many years. I, I Every time we, we um, refer someone there, I never came back and said they don't do that anymore because I think they do still. Um uh-huh. And that can be a first step um, okay. where you, I mean, the first step is prayer. And the second step is is speaking to your husband, just like you did and saying, this has got to stop, honey. This has yeah. got to stop. You've wounded our son deeply. I mean, just like you told me. And, I've told him that many, many times. <laughs> and then, the, then, then it becomes, you've wounded our son deeply. We must go get help. And yeah, if okay. he doesn't want to go with you, then you need to go by yourself in order to get counsel and help about you and how you love uh, your husband through this and how to deal with this as a wife, Mm -hmm. how to deal with this as a mom. That's how serious of a situation this really is. Okay. Okay. I appreciate it very much. Well, let me pray for you. Father, I do pray for joy. There's just a lots of layers of things happening in her life right now. And, and again, a mom concerned with her son, it's super hard, uh, super challenging, but I know that you, have put in her a desire to do what's right, a desire to be a loving wife and a loving mom. But Lord, we need wisdom. And we really need a, a radio answer isn't sufficient really to handle every single situation in Joy's family. So I'm just thinking of what your word says. It says, if any of us lack wisdom, we can ask of God and he will give to us liberally without reproach. And so I just pray for that over Joy, that you would give her wisdom on all the multiple decisions, even the church, 
that she she might have in her life a pastor that she loves and respects that might she might trust in greater ways in the cares and concerns of her home in Jesus name amen amen thank you stay in touch joy bye bye all right thank you bye wow well, we're going to be at church tonight, 7 o'clock, Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado, teaching through the Word of God in the book of Genesis. You can always join us online or on Grace FM. We broadcast all of our services live on the radio, on the app, on the website, audio, video. You know, who knows? Maybe we'll be in the metaverse and we'll be holograms, you know, in the future. We'll do whatever it is. If you walk into our church on the wall, it says, we painted it in big letters, we will do anything short of sin to reach the lost. And that's not just a slogan on the wall. It is our heartbeat because I believe it's the heartbeat of God. So I'd love to have you come out. Our website, calvaryco.church. Calvaryco stands for Colorado.church. And then uh, our, our app, just go into your app store or your Google store. Put my name in, Ed Taylor. The apps will pop up. When you open it up, make sure you turn on notifications every morning at 8 a.m., there's an encouraging word that comes right to your phone that I put in personally and, uh, and then other things that we do. So thank you for the opportunity to serve you today. May the Lord encourage you, strengthen you, and build you up in the faith. Until next time, God bless you guys. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.